appeared in local farmer Tom Logan's cornfield. Oh, come on. You know those things are just a hoax. Call it women's intuition or ESPN or both, but I can tell when danger's near. I just... Three times the suspense. The room is secure, Mr. President. Or is it? Sir? What if the aliens could take over human bodies? It could be any one of these people. Move slowly toward the exit. It's happening. I knew it. You'll never take me alive. I got a dream. What is your dream? To have a dream. I'm a white boy, but my neck is red. I put Miracle Whip on my Wonder Bread. Yo, what do we think? I don't know what I'm doing here. This is totally pathetic. Scary Movie 3. Where is my daughter? Are you mad? I am your daughter. I didn't touch her, I swear. I don't believe you. Please, for God's sake. She's a girl. Reloaded for a third shot. Who are you? I am Orpheus. I believe this evening we will find... What are you still doing here? Please, Loquisha. I'm prophesizing. Well, I'm prophesizing my foot halfway up your... Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice a bad movie or praise and hype a good movie. Each month I look at a franchise or group of movies tied to a theme. Since it's November, I am looking at scary movies because, you know, no Scarevember. Hey, what me here? Work with me here, people. It has been over three fucking years, so give me some leeway here. Anyway, I'm going to do all five of these suckers for my sins. Here I'm on to Scary Movie 3, the movie that pulled in spoof actor icons Eliza Nielsen and Charlie Sheen, also director David Zucker, who brought you Aeroplane, Naked Gun, Arthur's People and a Top Secret. So, with all this comic talent, this has to be the best yet, right? Well, let's see if it's third time lucky. Here it is, Scary Movie 3. And remember... I watched these bad movies, so you don't have to. Scary Movie 3, with its $48 million budget, this thing pulled in $220 million, somehow. This movie takes the piss out of The Ring, The Signs, The Matrix, 8 Mile, and the others. But does it all work? That's what I'm here to find out. Starring... Anna Ferris, Simon Rex, Charlie Sheen, Anthony Anderson, Regina Hall, Kevin Hart, Queen Latifah, Eddie Griffin and Leslie Nielsen. Directed by David Zucker. 
uh, the plot reporter Cindy Campbell investigates a mysterious killer videotape, which kills you in seven days. Also, crop circles and aliens. Can she piece this mystery together, or is the world doomed? Let us find out. So, the movie opens up on to <coughs> College Girls. Becca, played by Pam Anderson of Baywatch and Barb Wire, check my archives, and her other <coughs> TV show. A successful one at that, I'm guessing. VIP. And Kate, played by Jeremy McCarthy of Scream 3. John Tucker must die, and being a bug nuts anti vaccination spokesperson. Anyway, these two are. Uh, the start of the cameos, which this movie fucking relies too heavily on, to make the joke funny because Anderson's got big tits and it's a sex tape and Jenny McCartney's popular at the time. As they discuss Anderson's sex tape, as I said earlier, we are led to believe it's the grudge tape because grudge was a thing back in the... Oh, whatever. Turns out Kate watched the cursed VHS tape and for my younger listeners, Google it! I'm not your fucking teacher! Uh, and she must die that night because, you know, seven days. So, some lame jump scares and jokes later, not Samara kills Kate uh, with that weird pulling the jaw out to the left thing and uh, pops the titles via zooming into Anderson's tits because... funny? Ah yeah, and this movie's... Samaria is Tabitha, played by Marnie Ng. On to the signs parody, 40 years later, at the time it is. Uh, how topical was that? I mean, ugh. As we meet Father Tom, played by Charlie Sheen, of Hotshot Movies, uh, The Wraith, Spin City, and Two and a Half Men. Oh, I hated that TV show. His idiot brother, George, played by Simon Rex, of Scary Movie 325. Shriek, if you know what I did last Halloween on Friday the 13th, or what the fuck that thing was called. And, well, you know, <coughs> the other movies. <coughs> His Child Sue, played by Gianna Ballard of Andromeda, Hollow Man 2, and The Tooth Fairy, a movie I may actually cover. I'm not sure. She's screaming so much she wakes up Tom. So he and George track down where the scream is coming from and run to the cornfield. Because... You know, signs. And with one too many smacking the ball shots with cornstalks later, do they find Sue standing in the middle of a crop circle? Uh, because signs, even though in signs there was two, well, whatever. On to a reintroduction to Cindy Campbell, once again played by Anna Ferris. This time she's a TV news reporter. So you're trying to tell me she went from an idiot in in high school, stopped by her gay boyfriend, to being an idiot in college, spooks by ghost, to a TV reporter in three years. Wow. Another cameo, Ross Giggins, a TV news anchor who is vain and as thick as shit, played by Jeremy Piven of Entourage. He's a vain, as I says, a vain TV news anchor who's thick as shit, who doesn't give a shit about anything, and just reads from the teleprompter because... Funny, somehow. Moving on. Cindy complains to her boss that she wants to cover the crop circles and not some piece on strip joints, but her boss refuses because sweepstakes and tits are big ratings. Back to Father Tom as he tells the town sheriff, Chaplin, played by 
Cameron Manhelm, I guess pronounce her name, of the Patrice, uh, sorry, the Practice Evening, Ghost Whisperer, Person of Interest, and other TV shows. That, due to the crop circles, he has no corn to pay the bills, so he has 60 days or the bank will foreclose, and this plot thread is just completely dropped. On to George's dream of becoming next Eminem, as he takes the bus to Dahoud, because that's funny, right? Next is Cindy tying up, late to pick up her nine-year-old son, Cody, played by Drew Miss. His teacher is Brenda, once again, played by Regina Hall. Again, survived high school, stalker, the vengeful ghost, and is now a teacher in three years. Okay then. Oh yeah, he's psychic and is drawing scenes from the ring tape. One little more thing here. Sue's in the same class, even though they're in not the same fucking states. Or even towns. Here, Cindy meets George, and like a moth to a flame, dumb meets idiot, and the two fall in love. He invites them both to his rap battle that night. Outside the school, Cody warns Cindy about the little girl with long black hair who wants to kill her. Also, he's her nephew, not son. That night, Cody shows Cindy yet more drawings of the long-haired girl and weird black circles, but she has no time for that shit, and she has to go to the rap battle. So she leaves Cindy with a paedophile priest, because that's always funny, as if she goes to some crap rap battle. At the rap battle, we meet Mahalik, played by Anthony Anderson of Scream 4, Harold and Kuma, and Blackish, and has BFF, CG. Played by Kevin Hart of Red Dog Movies, Central Intelligence, and Jumanji, and welcome to the jungle. As in the toilet, George throws up his mom's spaghetti. Another cameo, Simon Cowell, who judges the rap battles and is shot to je- death due to it because that's kind of funny and Cowell needs to be shot because he's a fucking money grab moaching bastard. This takes a risky and unfunny KKK twist, as George wins his rap battle, but is thrown out of the club due to his mishap with his hoodie. Because it's white and it has a point on it, and that's funny because... race bait? According to being scenes, Kevin Hart wasn't casting this, but turned up to a reading of the script to cover for someone else, and Zucker loved him so much he was hired on the spot, and was also told to fix the fucking script, because the script was apparently written on the fly continually, like on a Monday, the script was changed so much by the Friday, it was a completely different script, which is why this movie's a fucking basket case. And most of his stuff is done off the cuff. So the stuff with him and Anthony Anderson, is that his name? Anthony, Anthony whatever. Um, was done off the cuff, the whole rat mouse thing and waking up dead and yada yada yada, it was all made up bullshit. Anyway, <clears throat> at Brenda's house after the club, Brenda tells Cindy about the haunted videotape that kills you in seven days. After watching it, so Brenda thinks this is the perfect time to start messing with Cindy, using the fake hand, fake fit, etc, etc, gags, because that's funny. So when not Samaria uh, really attacks her, Cindy takes no fucking notice. Back to Father Tom's farm, as George tells him Brenda is dead. So George tells Sue Brenda is dead, and so is her dog, and this gag goes nowhere. 
On to the Not M. Night spoof, and we find out why Father Tom gave up the church. Seems his wife, Annie, played by a real wife at the time, Denise Richards of Starship Troopers, was rubbered by Not M. Night and killed because... funny? And this bit goes on for a good five minutes too long, as the sheriff tries to explain she's pinned to a tree, hafting to, and the only thing that's keeping her alive is the truck pinning her to the tree. Because... Uh, on to Brenda's funeral, as George mistakenly thinks Brenda is alive and shocks her body to pieces using a lamp. Once again, he's thrown out of the house, and I wonder if this is his bit actually getting thrown out of places. George hits on Cindy, and are now in love. Cindy finds a cursed videotape in Brenda's bedroom, and takes it home with her to watch. On the tape, she finds this weird shit, such as a woman brushing her hair and her armpit hair. A woman throwing a little girl down a well, and a spinning chair in midair, and a basement. The tape ends, so Cindy gets a phone call, and seven days. Cindy calls George uh, for help, so he and CJ and Malik uh, go to see her, and Cindy tells him of the videotape. So CJ tells her to go and see his aunt Shaniqua, played by Queen Latifah of Hairspray Remake Chicago Taxi, bringing down the house, Ice Age movies and Girl Strip and her husband Orpheus, played by Eddie Griffin of Deuce Bigelow movies, Undercover Brother and A Star Is Born, can help them because apparently she's psychic. So Cindy leaves George to watch Cody as she finds out more about the cursed videotape and cue a Matrix parody where Cindy is the one. And this Matrix thing goes absolutely fucking nowhere because they cut most of this movie like they did with part 2. And it's indeed 50 minutes, I think, 45-50 minutes of cut footage on the DVD. Why? I mean, spend all the money on this fucking Matrix stuff and they don't bloody use it. On the tape they find a lighthouse which Cindy must look into. And a part with the pause tape and a fly in which Shaniqua kicks the woman brushing her hair's arse after she hits her with a fly swatter and spits in her face. And I don't get this bit because I watched a bloody grudge, so meh. Sandy returns home to find George knocked out because of Yahtzee and George's idiot has his head over a shelf. And Cody watching the tape, a phone call later, and seven days. Back with Father Tom and another's parody with Michael Jackson, who turns out to be an alien because there's nothing like dated bad paedophile jokes because humour. Sandy. Uh, Returns to work to warn people, but her boss hears none of it. So she gets the vain anchor to read out the warning she tapes on auto cue, and of course he reads it word for word because he's a fucking moron. <sighs> on to the White House and our introduction to President Harris, played by comedy icon the late Leslie Nielsen of Aeroplane, the Gun Movies, Police Squad, Mr. McGoo, and Prom Night, a movie I'm actually cover. Turns out he knows aliens existed as last Thanksgiving. A UFO crash landed and he accidentally ate it for Thanksgiving dinner. The, the pilot, that is, not the UFO. <laughs> Back at her work, Sunday looks up lighthouses and finds out she has a match for the one on the tape. Carlisco Lighthouse on Carlisco Islands. So off she goes to investigate the lighthouse, which takes her into another Matrix bit with another cameo, George Carlin, as the architect, who tells her it was his fault the video took got out and she must stop it as she's the one. 
and a weird thing about Putty Tang and the cursed videotape and yada yada yada. Also, he's been watching her her entire life on multiple TV screens in his room because Matrix. Later that day, the news reports the aliens on TV and shows footage of an alien walking past the camera, which they're doing signs, except in this one, the video shows a horse shitting, dogs humping, and frat boys throwing up because gross out humour is gross out. So, Tom and George, watching on TV, board up the house from the aliens, just like in signs, except George is a fucking idiot and doesn't board bar the doors upright, so moving on. Back in the White House, President Harris is handing out awards to special needs people. He gets spooked by his Secret Service agent and gets another cameo, Ja Rule. So he starts to panic and punches out the winners because there's nothing funnier than watching a guy with scoliosis getting punched in the face or a girl with braces getting slapped in the face also. I mean... Oh dear God. The president needs Cindy's help, so he tracks her down as on the news it shows the bloody cursed videotape. And I suppose it didn't do this in fucking rings... The Rings? I forgot that thing was called. That terrible fucking movie it's been make it go viral, put it on the TV. Cindy uh, returns home to find Cody has run off to Father Tom's farm for some fucking reason. Cindy tracks him down and they all hide in the basement of the farm. The aliens attack, much like doing signs, and much like in signs, Cindy uses a knife to see under the door. Except the aliens use a knife to lock up Cindy's skirt and make rude gestures because apparently they're fucking frat boys. Cindy, uh, sorry, Cody is grabbed by the aliens, so George uses his baseball bat to swing away to get Cody free. It's not aliens, however, that grabs Cody, but Mahalik, who tells him outside is his posse. And Q cameo overload with Macy Gray, Red Man, Method Man, Master P, Rizza, and others, I have no idea who the fuck they are, as the posse. So armed with shovels, George, Tom and Malik take on the aliens. The president arrives just as the aliens fleet land the posse in fight and kill each other because gun violence is hilarious, isn't it? So it's down to George, CD, Tom and company to stop the aliens. But it turns out the aliens don't want to take over the world. All they want to do is stop Not Samaria because they watched the tape seven, sorry, seven days ago and must kill her because she's a killer and who cares. On to a peeing through the finger scene. Joke that goes on for too fucking long. And Cindy finds out Tom's basement is the not Samaria's last resting place. And it's indeed the one in the videotape. Isn't that nice? Tied up is that one. Digging up the well, she puts not Samaria to rest after a quick fight. So Cindy talks down Tabitha, or not Samaria, and tells her George and her will be her new parents if she wants it. She turns good then bad again, just as she was going to kill them. Alas Nelson comes through the door and has the airplane line. Quote, good luck and we're counting on you. Good luck, we're all counting on you. Don't call me Shirley. As he does this, Tabitha falls down a well because that's funny and is sealed in. Because that's how that one works. With that, the aliens leave. Cindy and George are married and Tom is a priest again. Cindy and George drive off to their honeymoon until they realise they left Cody behind. And this is his running joke. He gets smacked in the face constantly or run over by a car constantly. They reverse back and always hit him, but they short 
they stop short. And you have guessed it, three movies and three endings later, and he is run over or T-boned because that's how the ending all skinny movie movies apparently. As credits roll on this limp ass fucking basic case of a shit movie. So that was Scary Movie 3, and I'm not gonna lie here, I laughed a few times, but this joke is wearing thin now. In fact, I don't think part four even parodied much horror movies. I have to say, however, this is far better than part two, and for that, it gets a very generous 5 out of 10. Still, come back next week and the rest of the month for the rest of the franchise. December is Festive Fear 2, Milk at Child's Play, Better Watch Out, Krampus, and more. January is John Cameron Classics 2, Milk at the Thing, Escape from New York, and more. And February is Love Sucks, vampire movies, such as Vamp and Fright Night. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Also get this bloody thing out here, I need bloody listeners. Check out my other horror franchise podcast of Resident Evil, Hellraiser, Underworld and more. Also my solo podcast of The Fog, Dracula, Scream and many, many more. Uh, bye. Now I'm off to return this video to because who the hell watched Video Tips 2018?